This audio is presented by Hacker Noon, where anyone can learn anything about any technology. Colors and Coloring, by Leonardo da Vinci. A treatise on painting by Da Vinci Leonardo, is part of the Hacker Noon book series. You can jump to any chapter in this book here. Colors and Coloring. Colors and Coloring. Colors. Chap. CCXXII. What surface is best calculated to receive most colors? White is more capable of receiving all sorts of colors, than the surface of anybody would ever, that is not transparent. To prove it, we shall say, that any void space is capable of receiving what another space, not void, cannot receive. In the same manner, a white surface, like a void space, being destitute of any color, will be fittest to receive such as are conveyed to it from any other enlightened body, and will participate more of the color than black can do, which latter, like a broken vessel, is not able to contain anything. Chap. CCX she. What surface will show most perfectly its true color? That opaque body will show its color more perfect and beautiful, which has near it another body of the same color. Chap. CCXXIV. On what surfaces the true color is least apparent? Polished and glossy surfaces show least of their genuine color. This is exemplified in the grass of the fields, and the leaves of trees, which, being smooth and glossy, will reflect the color of the sun, and the air, where they strike, so that the parts which receive the light do not show their natural color. Chap. CCXXV. What surfaces show most of their true and genuine color? Those objects that are the least smooth and polished show their natural colors best, as we see in cloth, and in the leaves of such grass or trees as are of a woolly nature, which, having no luster, are exhibited to the eye in their true natural color, unless that color happened to be confused by that of another body casting on them reflections of an opposite color, such as the redness of the setting sun, when all the clouds are tinged with its color. Chap. CCXXVI. Of the mixture of colors. Although the mixture of colors may be extended to an infinite variety, almost impossible to be described, I will not omit touching slightly upon it, setting down at first a certain number of simple colors to serve as a foundation, and with each of these mixing one of the others, one with one, then two with two, and three with three, proceeding in this manner to the full mixture of all the colors together, then I would begin again, mixing two of these colors with two others, and three with three, four with four, and so on to the end. To these two colors we shall put three, to these three add three more, and then six, increasing always in the same proportion. I call those simple colors, which are not composed, and cannot be made or supplied by any mixture of other colors. Black and white are not reckoned among colors. The one is the representative of darkness, the other of light. That is, one is a simple privation of light, the other is light itself. Yet I will not omit mentioning them, because there is nothing in painting more useful and necessary, since painting is but an effect produced by lights and shadows, viz. chiaroscuro. After black and white come blue and yellow, then green, and tawny or umber, and then purple and red. These eight colors are all that nature produces. With these I begin my mixtures, first black and white, black and yellow, black and red, then yellow and red, but I shall treat more at length of these mixtures in a separate work, which will be of great utility, nay very necessary. I shall place this subject between theory and practice. Chap. CCXXVII. Of the colors produced by the mixture of other colors, called secondary colors. The first of all simple colors is white, though philosophers will know tack knowledge either white or black to be colors, because the first is the cause, or the receiver of colors, the other totally deprived of them. But as painters cannot do without either, we shall place them among the others, and according to this order of things, white will be the first, yellow the second, green the third, blue the fourth, red the fifth, and black the sixth. We shall set down white for the representative of light, without which no color can be seen, 
yellow for the earth, green for water, blue for air, red for fire, and black for total darkness. If you wish to see by a short process the variety of all the mixed, are composed colors, take some colored glasses, and, through them, look at all the country round, you will find that the color of each object will be altered and mixed with the color of the glass through which it is seen. Observe which color is made better, and which is hurt by the mixture. If the glass be yellow, the color of the objects may either be improved, or greatly impaired by it. Black and white will be most altered, while green and yellow will be meliorated. In the same manner you may go through all the mixtures of colors, which are infinite. Select those which are new and agreeable to the sight, and following the same method you may go on with two glasses, or three, till you have found what will best answer your purpose. Chap. CCXXVIII. Of VERDEGRIS. This green, which is made of copper, though it be mixed with oil, will lose its beauty, if it be not varnished immediately. It not only fades, but, if washed with a sponge in pure water only, it will detach from the ground upon which it is painted, particularly in damp weather, because verdigris is produced by the strength of salts, which easily dissolve in rainy weather, but still more if washed with a wet sponge. Chap. CCXXIX. How to increase the beauty of VERDEGRIS. If you mix with the verdigris some cabaline aloe, it will add to it a great degree of beauty. It would acquire still more from saffron, if it did not fade. The quality and goodness of this aloe will be proved by dissolving it in warm brandy. Supposing the verdigris has already been used, and the part finished, you may then glaze it thinly with this dissolved aloe, and it will produce a very fine color. This aloe may be ground also in oil by itself, or with the verde gris, or any other color, at pleasure. Chap. CCXXX. How to paint a picture that will last almost forever. After you have made a drawing of your intended picture, prepare a good and thick priming with pitch and brick dust well pounded, after which give it a second coat of white lead in Naples yellow. Then, having traced your drawing upon it, and painted your picture, varnish it with clear and thick old oil, and stick it to a flat glass, or crystal, with a clear varnish. Another method, which may be better, is, instead of the priming of pitch and brick dust, take a flat tile well vitrified, then apply the coat of white and Naples yellow, and all the rest as before. But before the glass is applied to it, the painting must be perfectly dried in a stove, and varnished with nut oil and amber, or else with purified nut oil alone, thickened in the sun. Chap. CCXXXI. The mode of painting on canvas, OR linen cloth. Stretch your canvas upon a frame, then give it a coat of weak size, let it dry, and draw your outlines upon it. Paint the flesh colors first, and while it is still fresh or moist, paint also the shadows, well softened and blended together. The flesh color may be made with white, lake, and Naples yellow. The shades with black, umber, and a little lake, you may, if you please, use black chalk. After you have softened this first coat, our dead color, and let it dry, you may retouch over it with lake and other colors, and gum water that has been a long while made and kept liquid, because in that state it becomes better, and does not leave any gloss. Again, to make the shades darker, take the lake and gum as above, and ink, and with this you may shade or glaze many colors, because it is transparent, such as azure, lake, and several others. As for the lights, you may retouch or glaze them slightly with gum water and pure lake, particularly vermilion. Chap. CCXXXII. Of lively and beautiful colors. For those colors which you mean should appear beautiful, prepare a ground of pure white. This is meant only for transparent colors. As for those that have a body, and are opaque, it matters not what ground they have, and a white one is of no use. This is exemplified by painted glasses. When placed between the eye and clear air, they exhibit most excellent and beautiful colors, 
which is not the case when they have thick air or some opaque body behind them. Chap. CCXXXIII. Of transparent colors. When a transparent color is laid upon another of a different nature, IT produces a mixed color, different from either of the simple ones which compose it. This is observed in the smoke coming out of a chimney, which, when passing before the black soot, appears bluish, but as it ascends against the blue of the sky, it changes its appearance into a reddish brown. So the color lake laid in blue will turn it to a violet color. Yellow upon blue turns to green. Saffron upon white becomes yellow. White scumbled upon a dark ground appears blue, and is more or less beautiful, as the white and the ground are more or less pure. Chap. CCXXXIV. In what part a color will appear in its greatest beauty? We are to consider here in what part any color will show itself in its most perfect purity, whether in the strongest light or deepest shadow, in the demi-tint, or in the reflex. It would be necessary to determine first, of what color we mean to treat, because different colors differ materially in that respect. Black is most beautiful in the shades, white in the strongest light, blue and green in the half-tint, yellow and red in the principal light, gold in the reflexes, and lake in the half-tint. Chap. CCXXXV. How any color without gloss, is more beautiful in the lights THANI and the shades. All objects which have no gloss, show their colors better in the light than in the shadow, because the light vivifies and gives a true knowledge of the nature of the color, while the shadows lower, and destroy its beauty, preventing the discovery of its nature. If, on the contrary, black be more beautiful in the shadows, it is because black is not a color. Chap. CCXXXVI. Of the appearance of colors. The lighter a color is in its nature, the more so it will appear when removed to some distance, but with dark colors it is quite the reverse. Chap. CCXXXVII. What part of a color is to be the most beautiful? If A be the light, and B the object receiving it in a direct line, E cannot receive that light, but only the reflection from B, which we shall suppose to beard. In that case, the light it produces being red, it will tinge with red the object E, and if E happened to be also red before, you will see that color increase in beauty, and appear redder than B. But if E were yellow, you will see a new color, participating of the red and the yellow. Chap. CCXXXVIII. That the beauty of a color is to be found in the lights. As the quality of colors is discovered to the eye by the light, it is natural to conclude, that where there is most light, there also the true quality of the color is to be seen, and where there is most shadow the color will participate of, and be tinged with the color of that shadow. Remember then to show the true quality of the color in the light parts only. Chap. CCXXXIX. Of colors. The color which is between the light and the shadow will not be so beautiful as that which is in the full light. Therefore the chief beauty of colors will be found in the principal lights. Chap. CCXL. No object appears in its true color, unless the light which strikesupon it be of the same color. This is very observable in draperies, where the light folds casting a reflection, and throwing a light on other folds opposite to them, make them appear in their natural color. The same effect is produced by gold leaves casting their light reciprocally on each other. The effect is quite contrary if the light be received from an object of a different color. Chap. CCXLI. Of the color of shadows. The color of the shadows of an object can never be pure if the body which I suppose to these shadows be not of the same color as that on which they are produced. For instance, if in a room, the walls of which are green, I place a figure clothed in blue, and receiving the light from another blue object, the light part of that figure will be of a beautiful blue, but the shadows of I twill become dingy, and not like a true shade of that beautiful blue, because I twill be corrupted by the reflections from the green wall, 
and it would be still worse if the walls were of a darkish brown. Chap. CCXLII. Of colors. Colors placed in shadow will preserve more or less of their original beauty. Asthi are more or less immersed in the shade. But colors situated in a light space will show their natural beauty in proportion to the brightness of that light. Some say that there is as great variety in the colors of shadows as in the colors of objects shaded by them. It may be answered that colors placed in shadow will show less variety amongst themselves as the shadows are darker. We shall soon convince ourselves of this truth if, from a large square, we look through the open door of a church, where pictures, though enriched with a variety of colors, appear all clothed in darkness. Chap. CCXLIII. Whether it be possible for all colors to appear alike by MEANSOF the same shadow. It is very possible that all the different colors may be changed into that of a general shadow, as is manifest in the darkness of a cloudy night, in which neither the shape nor color of bodies is distinguished. Total darkness being nothing but a privation of the primitive and reflected lights, by which the form and color of bodies are seen, it is evident, that the cause being removed the effect ceases, and the objects are entirely lost to the sight. Chap. CCXLIV. Why white is not reckoned among the colors. White is not a color, but has the power of receiving all the other colors. When it is placed in a high situation in the country, all its shades are azure, according to the fourth proposition, which says, that the surface of any opaque body participates of the color of any other body sending the light to it. Therefore white being deprived of the light of the sun by the interposition of any other body, will remain white. If exposed to the sun on one side, and to the open air on the other, it will participate both of the color of the sun and of the air. That side which is not opposed to the sun, will be shaded of the color of the air. And if this white were not surrounded by green fields all the way to the horizon, nor could receive any light from that horizon, without doubt it would appear of one simple and uniform color, viz. that of the air. Chap. CCXLV. Of colors. The light of the fire tinges everything of a reddish-yellow, but this will hardly appear evident, if we do not make the comparison with the daylight. Towards the close of the evening this is easily done, but more certainly after the morning twilight, and the difference will be clearly distinguished in a dark room, when a little glimpse of daylight strikes upon any part of the room, and there still remains a candle burning. Without such a trial the difference issuedly perceivable, particularly in those colors which have most similarity, such as white and yellow, light green and light blue, because the light which strikes the blue, being yellow, will naturally turn it green, as we have said in another place, that a mixture of blue and yellow produces green. And if to a green color you add some yellow, it will make it of a more beautiful green. Chap. CCXLVI. Of the coloring of remote objects. The painter, who is to represent objects at some distance from the eye, ought merely to convey the idea of general undetermined masses, making choice, for that purpose, of cloudy weather, or towards the evening, and avoiding, as was said before, to mark the lights and shadows too strong on the extremities, because they would in that case appear like spots of difficult execution, and without grace. He ought to remember, that the shadows are never to be of such a quality, as to obliterate the proper color, in which they originated, if the situation of the colored body be not in total darkness. He ought to mark no outline, not to make the hair stringy, and not to touch with pure white, any butthose things which in themselves are white. In short, the lightest touch upon any particular object ought to denote the beauty of its proper and natural color. Chap. CCXLVII. The surface of all OPAKE bodies participates of the color of THESURROUNDING objects. The painter ought to know, that if any white object is placed between two walls, one of which is also white, and the other black, there will be found between the shady side of that object and the light side, 
a similar proportion to that of the two walls, and if that object be blue, the effect will be the same. Having therefore to paint this object, take some black, similar to that of the wall from which the reflexes come, and to proceed by a certain and scientific method, do as follows. When you paint the wall, take a small spoon to measure exactly the quantity of color you mean to employ in mixing your tints. For instance, if you have put in the shading of this wall three spoonfuls of pure black, and one of white, you have, without any doubt, a mixture of a certain and precise quality. Now having painted one of the walls white, and the other dark, if you mean to place a blue object between them with shades suitable to that color, place first on your palette the light blue, such as you mean it to be, without a ny mixture of shade, and it will do for the lightest part of your object. After which take three spoonfuls of black, and one of this light blue, for your darkest shades. Then observe whether your object be round or square. If it be square, these two extreme tints of light and shade will be close to each other, cutting sharply at the angle. But if it be round, draw lines from the extremities of the walls to the center of the object, and put the darkest shade between equal angles, where the lines intersect upon the superficies of it. Then begin to make them lighter and lighter gradually to the point NO, lessening the strength of the shadows as much as that place participates of the light AD, and mixing that color with the darkest shade AB, in the same proportion. Chap. CCXLVIII. General remarks on colors. Blue and green are not simple colors in their nature, for blue is composed of light and darkness, such as the azure of the sky, viz. Perfect black and perfect white. Green is composed of a simple and a mixed color, being produced by blue and yellow. Any object seen in a mirror, will participate of the color of that body which serves as a mirror, and the mirror in its turn is tinged in part by the color of the object it represents. They partake more or less of each other as the color of the object seen is more or less strong than the color of the mirror. That object will appear of the strongest and most lively color in the mirror, which has the most affinity to the color of the mirror itself. Of colored bodies, the purest white will be seen at the greatest distance, therefore the darker the color, the less it will bear distance. Of different bodies equal in whiteness, and in distance from the eye, that which is surrounded by the greatest darkness will appear the whitest, and on the contrary, that shadow will appear the darkest that has the brightest white round it. Of different colors, equally perfect, that will appear most excellent, which is seen near its direct contrary. A pale color against red, a black upon white, though neither the one nor the other are colors, blue near a yellow, green near red, because each color is more distinctly seen, when opposed to its contrary, than to any other similar to it. Anything white seen in a dense air full of vapors, will appear larger than itis in reality. The air, between the eye and the object seen, will change the color of that object into its own, so will the azure of the air change the distant mountains into blue masses. Through a red glass everything appears red. The light round the stars is dimmed by the darkness of the air, which fills the space between the eye and the planets. The true color of any object whatever will be seen in those parts which are not occupied by any kind of shade, and have not any gloss, if it be a polished surface. I say, that white terminating abruptly upon a dark ground, will cause that part where it terminates to appear darker, and the white whiter. About Hacker Noon book series, we bring you the most important technical, scientific, and insightful public domain books. This book is part of the public domain. Da Vinci Leonardo, 2014. A Treatise on Painting. Urbana, Illinois. Project Gutenberg. R-E-T-R-I-E-V-E-D-H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash www. Gutenberg. Org. Cash. EPUB. 46915. PG 46915 Images. HTML This ebook is for the use of anyone anywhere at no cost and with almost no restrictions whatsoever. You may copy it, 
give it away or reuse it under the terms of the Project Gutenberg license included with this ebook or online atwww.gutenberg.org. Located at https colon slash slash www.gutenberg.org. Policy. License. HTML. Thank you for listening to this Hackernoon story, read by Artificial Intelligence. Visit hackernoon.com to read, write, learn and publish.